knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. At MidwayUSA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 99 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. With me again today is, in my little studio, Dominic came to join us, and he is going to talk about how his upbringing in nature, the outdoors, growing up hunting, growing up in Boy Scouts, how that's translated into his everyday life and his work ethic. He's going to share some stories and some of his experiences with us today. Hey, Dominic. Hi, how are you? Good. So tell us what it's like. Um, I know you've got a full-time job now and you've got a really good career path working for you. Tell us how growing up in um, in nature, in the outdoors, getting pulled from school every Friday during hunting season through elementary, middle school, high school, being that kid that always got to go on different trips across Texas. What did that do to you today now as an adult? Yes, yeah, so growing up hunting, being involved in the, the hunter education and NRA classes that y'all taught definitely applies to how I live on a on a day-to-day basis right now because all the skills that I've learned, even even through scouting, I'm an I'm an Eagle Scout and all those skills kind of work together to to help me thrive in my my workplace. So what's what's one skill that stands out? So helping in the the different classes that y'all taught that I helped with growing up has definitely taught me to interact with people better. Um, I'm more confident uh, speaking to crowds and speaking with the variety of people that I see. What's the number one fear in America? Public speaking. Do you do that? I do quite a bit of it. Do you do it well? I'd, I'd hope so. Yeah, you, you've got the gift of interaction and you never meet a stranger. You're always very social and kind to people that you meet. And so that helps in the sales world that you're doing as well. So what what did it do to you in scouting um, that built your confidence and being social and, and being um, into public speaking? What did that teach you? Like, what what did you do in scouting that brought those skills forward? Well, scouting again, you're you're put with a, a variety and a, a mix of people, and y'all y'all all work together. And scouting, you have a lot of team based objectives that you 
you work with your your fellow scouts to obtain and to achieve uh, different goals. And especially um, seeing that the majority of, of things you do in scouting is it relates to outdoors or firearms or or different types of bow shooting. And that all kind of comes together and, and helps play a part in what I do now. So when you helped us teach classes growing up and, you know, you became so comfortable with not only getting in front of a class or interacting with not only your peers, but also adults, didn't that build a little bit of credibility that you knew what you were talking about because you were surrounded by it growing up in a family that we were always around firearms and firearm safety by having you help us in those classes. Um, didn't that just build your you know, credibility to the students that you knew what you were talking about because you were so comfortable in that setting? Yes. And that's, that's one thing I tend to see a lot of now is different people I'll, I'll work with I'll be communicating and contacting with through phone calls and emails, but then they'll eventually get to a point when they want to purchase a system, but they'll want to come in for a demo. And no one said it, but I, I feel like some people have, have walked in and kind of been a little surprised at how young I look. But once you start talking about it. Yes. Yes. Once I start talking about the system and, the different options and and firearms that we have available, um, they realize I know what I'm talking about. So tell me what you do in your downtime when you have spare time, when you're not working. What are some things that you've been doing lately? So when I'm not working, I, of course, like to hang out with friends. I like to work out and I like to work on my truck. So that's one thing that I've noticed now that you have a really good job and you're getting your own paycheck. One, the first thing you bought with your nice paycheck was what? A truck. Yeah. You got you a nice truck last year and it's, it's something to be proud of, isn't it? Yes. That you're getting on your feet and you've invested into a really nice vehicle that you can trust that could, that's going to get you to and from your job. And you've been doing a lot to your truck lately, haven't you? Um, yes, I'm working on it. So tell me some of the cool things that you've done. So I haven't, I haven't done much as of now. Um, all I've done really is just tint the windows and upgrade the sound system. But hopefully a lot more will be coming in the future. Yeah. So it's definitely something that you've enjoyed investing in, right? You've yes. been saving your money because obviously you're interested in, in that. Yes. So having a a good job and having something having something to call your own, you take pride in that. Yes. So along those same lines, I mean, I know it's not like a vehicle, but growing up, we always had animals, right? Yes. And that was something that was really important to me and your dad was giving you boys that sense of ownership. You each had a variety of different animals growing up to take care of, to call your own. 
um, to take care of and to enjoy. So some of the different things that we had growing up, you know, obviously we had dogs and a cat and we had a lot of crazy exotic animals too, didn't we? Yes. What were some that you remember? So one of my favorite pets was stripes, which that's what we called our Codamundi, which is essentially a South American raccoon. So she was pretty cool. And one of the things that we got to do with her is we intention we originally got her to be able to take into different schools and do some wildlife education. But once we got her and we saw her ginormous canines and her ginormous hooked claws, we decided that probably wasn't a good idea. So we had her um, declawed and we had her canines removed and we had her spayed to calm her down just a little bit. But she was really sweet and we would bring her in the house every night in a pet carrier and she was really social. And at during the day when she got up in the mornings, we would let her out into this huge um, cage that you and your dad put together. And do you remember what, what the cage looked like? Yes. It was it was very big and we we actually built a wooden kind of house for her to sleep in whenever she she wasn't out and active with the the different decorations and toys that we had on the outside of the cage but um this wooden house that we built we hung at the top of the her her cage and she would she would jump in there and we had a few blankets in there that we we constantly changed out and yeah she liked it it was it was a neat little cage yeah i miss her she she died what a couple of years ago yes that she was my favorite too. Yeah, she ate a boiled egg every morning, and I think she was cookies. a di- and cookies. Yep, I was gonna say I think she's a was a diabetic coat of money because gosh, the sugar that we fed her. She loved cake. Like when we'd had birthday parties in our backyard, pool parties, um, she would get so excited when the cake came out, and she would eat you know eat the frosting, popsicles, popsicles and watermelon. She caught a cardinal, a blue jay, blue jay. Yeah, we <laughs> came home one day and all we saw were what? Blue feathers. Everywhere. And she had a big fat belly. So yeah, she ate a blue jay. That was kind of cool. But what else did we have? So we did the, we had a coat of Monday. We had her for about nine years. Yeah, we had her for a, a while. We also had bearded dragons. Yes. And we had, um, oh, what were they? Blue tongue skink. Yep. We had those for a little bit. We had a variety of snakes and tortoises and chickens and quail. And flying squirrels. Yes. So how did having all those exotic animals growing up help you guys be responsible? It just taught responsibility from a young age. Um, You know, not everyone's seven years old and has to go feed the chickens or I guess that is pretty common, but, uh, that's not not really common, not a South American raccoon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So before school in the mornings, you guys would have different sets of chores than most normal kids that lived in the city. Yes. You'd have to go take care of the chickens and collect the eggs and count the quail, make sure that no hawks or snakes. Did you guys ever have snake problems? 
we did one time. We had a snake come into our chicken coop and eat one of our chickens, but then, so he slid in the coop, but then after he ate a chicken, he had the chicken in his stomach, so he couldn't <laughs> get out. So he was stuck in the coop with the fat belly. But you were able to get that snake. Yes. Because he was stuck in the coop. Yes. Awesome. So flash forward to today, now we are Finnish Spitz dog owners. How many dogs does it take to make a full Finnish Spitz family? <laughs> so we have five dogs in total, but only four of them are Finnish Spitz. So what characteristics have they passed on to sweet dog number five, who's a mutt and not a Finnish Spitz? So Finnish Spitz are barking dogs, and the mutt used to live with our grandpa, and this dog never barked. She would occasionally howl, but never barked. And then when we took this mud into our house and mixed mixed her in with the, the Finnish spits that we have, the Finnish spits, they all passed along their barking trait, and now <laughs> they all five bark. Yep. And when the coffee goes off at 4.30, it starts a howl in our house and they don't stop until you, somebody gets up to let them all out. And so our house is rocking about 4.30 every morning with our barking bird dogs and howling mutt. So back to your um, responsibility and everything now that you've gained as an adult, how is that moving forward? You know, what are those skills that you're bringing with you every time you travel, every time you have an event? Why do you feel so confident in the work that you do? Because I've seen you. I've seen you when you're running a show or talking to the public, and you just have that sense of, you know, confidence that you're not intimidated. You know, you definitely know your subject matter. So why do you think that relates to how you were raised? Well, again, it, it just goes back to how I was raised. It's it's not a new environment. I've I've grown up talking firearms and gun safety. So having a career that um is kind of fixated on that uh, makes it kind of easy to talk that talk. So you mentioned that growing up hunting, have you ever had the opportunity to go on a hunt by yourself? Yes, I have. I have gone on a, a variety of hunts by myself, such as deer and, and turkey. And um, I've also got the chance to guide a few hunts. Tell me about that. So we, so I'm part of the crew 30-06 that I'm sure you've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we'll get a variety of, of youth shooters come through our, our program, and I get the opportunity when we go on hunts to be able to guide a lot of the, the youth shooters, the youth shooters and new hunters. And that's, that's always neat to see new people come in and, and leave with the, with an animal. Mm -hmm. And above that too, even before we go on the hunts, we do a lot of range time and we do a lot of time on the rifle range, the shotgun fields and so watching you put somebody on a target or get somebody breaking clays, because I've worked with you on shotgun lessons, 
And I, I'm, I feel pretty good about getting a new shooter, breaking clays, but there's sometimes I just can't help somebody. No matter what I do, no matter what I say, I just can't get that person to break a clay. Then I'll pass them over to you and say, hey, Dominic, why don't you try working with so-and-so? And in a matter of minutes, you know, you've, you're like the, the, the clay bird whisperer. You get them breaking clays and building their confidence. So it's really fun to watch you teaching a new shooter or working with a young person, um, getting them confident with a new shooting skill, and then ultimately in the field on the hunt. So is there anything that you want to add or share as your parting thoughts now that you've, you know, grown up in the outdoors and had your nature therapy and now you have a career in the same path that you followed? Is there anything you'd like to share or suggest to any listeners who want to follow their dreams? I I would say just... Go for it. Go for what you um enjoy. And I've enjoyed growing up in the outdoors and surrounded by um different firearms and, and animals and whatnot. Um, so I definitely enjoy working in that field as well. So it doesn't really feel like a job sometimes when you're doing doing what you love. Yes. That's yeah. correct. That's right. And that's what I've always enjoyed with my my career and what I do in my pastime. I love teaching people. I love working around firearms and it never feels like a day at the office when you're doing something that you truly, truly love. So there is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters and making memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo. And this is Dominic. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org or follow me on Instagram at NorthAmericanOutdoors. Have a great day. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.